People seem to get into running for different reasons. Remember Scott? And he looked at me in the eye. He said, come on, be great. He got into running because he wanted to find a way to stop clenching his jaw. My friend David got into running because, quote, he found it as a way to reconnect with his brother, and it sparked competition between the two. Now they run half marathons together, just to see who can get a better time. Everyone seems to get into this for different reasons, but everyone I spoke to seems to agree that the first couple of weeks and getting into shape is awful. What did I say the other day before I left the house to run? I hate running. Running sucks. I don't want to do this. Am I missing it? Are those did I say all of those things mm, or The tone really reflected all of it. <laughs> From Wonder Wheel Media in New York, this is Marathon Man, one man's sore and painful journey to run a marathon in one year's time. I'm Matt Bogart and on today's episode, I'm going to be recapping my first week of training. Set a timer for three minutes. Okay, three minutes and counting. When you break it down, there are only three kinds of stories you can tell. One, hero versus villain. Your typical story archetype. Good versus bad. Dark versus light. Your Old Testament Bible story. Captain America punching Adolf Hitler in the kisser. Superman versus Lex Luthor. The list is endless. In my opinion, this is the simplest and most common kind of story. Number two, hero versus him or herself. It's self-explanatory. The hero has to come to terms with their demons, and they have to overcome them in order to survive and or win at the end of the story. The hero's faults are the enemy here, and the worst parts of the hero will likely be their downfall, and or what defines them. Manchester by the Sea is the most recent example of this kind of archetype I can think of. Even though he wears spandex, Batman is a complex example of this character convention. He's a hero who constantly struggles to define his identity either as a billionaire playboy philanthropist, but most importantly, and often overlooked if you ask me, an heir to his parents' fortune, their name, and legacy as a beacon of hope in Gotham City. Or does he identify as a mysterious masked vigilante, who is a symbol of justice in the mean streets of Gotham City. I digress. Lastly, number three, hero versus society. Probably my favorite kind of story. One person trying to defeat or outmaneuver everyone who is against them. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is about a boy fighting the norms of his society, which he deems wrong and immoral. Chinatown is a story about a private detective who stumbles on this enormous conspiracy that puts him up against a corrupt system, shady business practices, with billions of dollars in a city at stake. Hell, even the Big Lebowski falls into this category of a hero versus society. And that film begins with our hero involved in a misunderstanding and someone urinating on his rug. Now, I think my story is a combination of two and three. Unless I meet someone else who decides to do a podcast about running a marathon in one year's time. My biggest enemy right now is myself. The habits I have are terrible, my workout routine is non-existent, and the only person getting in my way is me. My family was taken back when I told them that I was training to run a marathon, and even though I know they support me, I still can't get over my brother's very non-committal answer to a simple question. 
Do I want you to do it? Yes. Do I wish you the best of time to do it? Yes. Do you think I could do it? If you really put your mind to it, do I think you can do the full Boston Marathon? I don't know. I would hope that you do the best you can on it. My first week of training had a lot of ups and downs, and I caught, quote, the summer flu. I haven't had the flu in, I want to say, 10 years. So I wanted to ask Jenna how she thought my training was going for week one. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Mateo. So it's been the first week of training. How do you think I've been doing? I'm so proud of you. Honestly, because you're sticking to it. If it says you're supposed to run that day, you're running that day. And that's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. I I am sad because oftentimes you'll come back for a run and go, God, I hate running. But honestly, I don't even know if you notice, but you'll say like on days you run, you feel better. And the more you run, you feel better. Have you noticed any improvements in my routine? It's hard to measure your routine because like the both of us, our work schedule can change so much, especially yours. But I've noticed that even no matter how tired you are, You're going for the run the days you're supposed to be running. Do you think I need to change anything in my lifestyle to accommodate for jogging now? I would say that, like, hmm, let me think about that. I would say you're definitely making it work if you were just picking up jogging as a habit. Looking at you as someone who I love very much, (laughs) but looking at you as someone who wants to do this for the long term, I would assume that the two things that absolutely have to change is your sleep habits and your eating habits, only because they're going to help you do this long term. Again, it's not like you eat like a complete idiot. You'll just sometimes not eat all day and all of a sudden eat a huge dinner, and that's going to be terrible for running. Or you'll eat a really big lunch and then you're not hungry and then all of a sudden it's midnight and you're starving. So I think habits like that is getting your body fueled instead of kind of like right now I think you're locking out. But I could be wrong. Maybe your body is just – do you get what I'm saying? Don't you get a little nervous at how your kind of routine is now will not suffice for when you're running 15 miles? Yeah, that makes sense. Because even when I run now, if I don't eat all day, I uh, I get tired very quickly. Right. And it's not good for you. And I think that sleep and diet are two of the components you're missing. But I think they're also the two components that are going to take the longest because of your schedule and also because they're big changes for you. Again, as long as I have been dating you, you have been a night owl. Which, again, might work for you, but how do you adjust that sleep schedule so that it complements your running? And how do you force yourself to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner so you're fueling your body for your run? So I think those are your components, but also getting to know runners and what runners are doing to get that edge and how you can really sustain this for as long as you're doing it. Because a year... Like Charlotte had said, a year is a perfect amount of time to run a marathon. But also some people, that's why they have 100-day diets because some people can't keep that focus for that long. So I think it's a blessing and a curse that you have this much time. Now, when I just started working out, I got really sick. What was it? Maybe around day three? 
you were texting me all day like, I'm not really feeling well. And I was like, oh, no. And then when I got home, you got home shortly after. You didn't speak to me. You just looked at me and gave like the I don't feel good face. And I was like, no problem. How can I help? And then you just went on the couch. Or you actually, did you make chicken noodle soup? I made chicken noodle soup. You and made this soup was right after silence. a run. Yes. Oh, you still went on the run. I still went on the run. You came back. You weren't feeling well. You made soup. Again, you hadn't spoke to me because your throat hurt so bad you couldn't speak. Then you hit your wall and you were sitting on the couch shivering. Oh, Mateo. And so I went and I scooped your soup and had you eat your soup and you ate a little more because you were still hungry, but you did not look good. You had, what, what was it? What would you say? Like a 24-hour fever? I think I had the summer flu. Oh, jeez. Well, thankfully, knock on wood, I did not catch that. But you were you were out for the count. How do you think you're doing your first week of training? How do you feel? Tired. Really? And sore. Yes, that you've mentioned multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> but do you feel it getting easier? Sometimes. Sometimes middle of the run, after the run. When are you feeling like, hey... The beginning and sometimes the middle of it. That's great. Yeah. And it makes sense that the end is harder because you're going further and further, right? <laughs> sure. Right. But really. I don't know if I'm going further and further. But you're sticking to the plan. I'm sticking to the plan, yes. See? And remember, there's a reason people have running plans because you're not supposed to be good at it right away. You're not supposed to have the endurance it takes right away. So just stick with it. (laughs) I don't have much of a choice, but I just thought. (laughs) You do have a choice, though. This is where you don't give yourself credit. You make the choice every day to go for that run. You could easily, when you come home from work and put down your bag, say, you know what? Not tonight. I'm too tired. But you have been making the choice to say, nope, I have to run today. I'm going on a run. Right? That's true, yes. More credit, Mateo. More credit. (laughs) What did I say the other day before I left the house to run? I hate running. Running sucks. I don't want to do this. Am I missing it? Are those? Did I say all of those things, Mm, or the tone really reflected all of it? (laughs) That's right. Some days you're like. Uh, I don't know if you've had a day yet that you're just like, I'm going for a run later. You're always kind of, I'm going for a run. I'll be right back. (laughs) Do you think I'm enjoying it? I think you are enjoying the benefits. I mean, I can understand why it's not the greatest thing in the world right now. It's super hot and muggy in New York. You come back to our apartment that now we're blasting that AC, but then it's kind of warm when you come back. You have to shower, which isn't your favorite thing in the world. (laughs) So I think you kind of have to create a reward system with the process, you know? Maybe it's using my expensive shampoo every time you shower. (laughs) So, you know, I think if you, especially the easier it gets, I think the more enjoyable it will get. I think the beginning's always going to be the hardest part. But once you kind of cross that realm, <laughs> I think you'll start to enjoy it. And maybe even look forward to it as a little like, mm, you might not ever look forward that's, to it. That's what I was going to say. Do you think I'm ever going to look forward to going out for a jog? I don't know. 
because some that's also some people music is their therapy. Some people running is their therapy. But it might not be yours. It might be yours. Some people working out is a chore. Running might be your chore, but it might be something you're really proud of yourself for to keep doing. Do you feel proud of yourself? I feel sad for myself. Why? Because I do. You, guess how much I'm I'm running right now. How much? Guess. You've been out for like a half hour. Uh huh. So maybe three miles. No way. How many miles? I don't even think I'm doing a mile yet. Eight mile. <laughs> You don't think you're doing one mile yet? No. But that's nothing to be upset with yourself about. You've never r- run consistently in your life, right? Correct. You got to start somewhere. I just thought I'd be starting at a little bit more than that. Would you think you'd do like three miles first run? Maybe a mile, maybe half a mile. But isn't this part of your plan? Yeah, but it's kind of sad, right? No. Haven't you ever heard the phrase, trust the process? No, I've never heard that. Are you serious? No. Where have you heard that? <laughs> you don't watch enough Oprah. This is true. <laughs> is that what Oprah says, trust well, the process? Well, everyone says that. I'm sure it's also a part of like celebrity rehab that I watch. But the whole, actually, actually, I know where I last heard it. The Kardashians, <laughs> Rob's life coach. <laughs> How's that working out for him? Wait, but really, you've never heard that? I've never heard trust the process. Trust the process means you can't you can't get mad at the process, meaning that, hey, here's what you have to do in order to succeed at this. If you are taking a class in something, you're not going to know everything in the first class, right? Correct. You have to trust that every class you're going to learn more and more and more and more. So you have to trust the process and trust and believe in yourself that you're going to get to that point where you want to be. Trust the process. So I guess I just have to trust the process and take each day's gradual improvement as an accomplishment. Oh, and just so you know, I had the best binging experience while watching the latest season of House of Cards with a Fever. I can't tell you how many episodes I was conscious for, but I think I watched all the memorable parts of the season. I highly recommend experiencing peak television while shivering and sweating at the same time. That's going to do it for Marathon Man this week. As always, a very special thank you to Jenna for not only being on today's episode, but for all of her help and support, especially while I was sick. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. If you want to send me any words of encouragement or Simpsons gifs, you can reach me on Twitter at Matthew underscore Bogart, all one word. Oh, and you can follow the podcast on Instagram at MarathonManPod. Marathon Man is a Wonder Wheel Media production, and new episodes will drop on Thursday. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>